Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race UK reaction podcast. My name is Keen and I am writing solo because we just have a tiny, tiny, minuscule but significant episode for you today. Basically, James and I were chatting. We were like, we need to do something to sort of commemorate marriage equality being granted to people in the north of Ireland about time. And considering it kind of came up on last week's episode, Blue Hydrangea having her sort of mirror moment with Davina DeCampo, we said we'd call up our good friend Trudy Scrumptious, she's a drag queen up in Belfast, and have a chat with her about drag race, about marriage equality, about Belfast, about Blue, and this is what it sounded like. Thank you for jumping on the phone with me today, Trudy. You're okay, it's nice to talk to you. Where do I find you today? I am in Belfast. I'm based in Belfast in the city centre. So um, I'm just chilling at home tonight, a night off for a change. Of course, um, Belfast has been all over the news for, for good reasons. And it's the passing of marriage equality up in the north of Ireland. So it's weird. I don't know how do you like, congratulate it. It's kind of something that we should have had for ages. Um. Well, that was the thing. You know, we... I. Whenever it was coming up, I like whenever there was it was sort of sort of grey cloud, otherwise known as the DUP gonna <laughs> Well, I was convinced they were gonna run back to power I like to Stormont and try and cancel it. You know what I mean? Because that was kind of a stipulation that, you know, they could sort of get in there and throw a spanner in the works sort of thing. Um and so the, the even whenever there was talk of it that it could happen initially, I was like, nope, don't trust it. And then it was coming right up to the day on like last Monday and stuff. And then they were running back to storm it. And I was like, say, they're going to to save face for their voters or whatever. But um, so then it became, I got kind of exasperated. I wanted to be able to celebrate, but I was kind of angry that the celebration was kind of robbed by all this other stuff around it. So I went on Facebook to kind of talk about it and to have a, a sort of, open chat with other people in the community about it. I just wanted to have, I felt like my thoughts and my stuff was, I needed to express an, an opinion about it. But uh, there was a lot of people in the community that kind of felt the same way, you know, that we were kind of being robbed of the celebration because of the way it came about and because of their sort of mongering in the headlines and the papers and the press of oh we're trying to stop this blah 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 and, you know yeah and it really what it just been about was at long last the community can celebrate where we should be treated equal you know there was still this thing of like hanging over the top of it trying to dampen our spirits you know but monday night came around and all the bars went crazy and we all celebrated and has the <laughs> response been mostly positive so overall oh yeah i mean generally yeah i mean i see over in northern ireland you still have a, a lot of like religious people that i don't even know it's because i think religion and faith and spirituality are really good things but when it comes to a bit fundamental list the way there is in the north it kind of gives those things a bad name mm. you know what i mean um and there was the thing on Tuesday, last Tuesday, about um, people on social media changing their profiles to a black thing saying the darkest day or whatever. 
Yeah, I actually saw a blue yeah. tweet about that. I mean, it's really inappropriate to say the darkest day whenever um, we had so many decades of the troubles. I'm sure there was a lot mm. of people out there that could think of other situations where it was days were much darker than that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Obviously, it's just there's just people out there that come from a totally different place, you know, as far as same-sex marriages and abortion rights or whatever, but I, that, they're just not my people. I don't know how to have that conversation with them if that's the if that's the place they're coming from, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And has there been much sort of political response once it's kind of come through? Not really, not really. Um, once I think the ones the DUP basically tried to have their say of, oh, we've tried our best whenever they come in on the, the final hour, just to show face for their sort of voters or whatever, um, so that they can turn in and say to the voters, oh, well, we tried to stop it, you know what I mean? But the, there was no way it was ever going to happen, like, because obviously with Stormont, it has to be part and the other par- parties weren't really partaking in what they were trying to do. I think it was seen for what it was. Um, there's been press and there's been a lot of online social press and stuff, which is speaking very highly of it all and about it long time. Um, now it's kind of the equal NI, the people from Equality and I have, Love Equality, sorry, have put up a wee video to let people know the details of what happens next, you know, with it being coming around the way it did, nobody was really, nobody, well, I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but you just don't know what way the process is and how long that's going to take or, you know, is there anything we need to look out for? And I had other friends that have had civil partnerships or married and abroad, but obviously that wasn't recognised here. So what, what was their situation, you know what I mean? What was going to be, how was it going to work out for them? Were they just going to upgrade for a marriage or would they have to totally get married? game much was going to cost so love equality are um pushing through with that and helping that making sure people have the information they need which is great and how do you think it's going to change sort of belfast northern ireland overall <laughs> to be honest I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to change that much hmm. it's just love and the love has already been there if anything it'll it'll be good for business you know what i mean because there'll be so many more people being in able to get married and events and you know restaurants and hotels and all of that sort of stuff and uh, the bridal industry will probably boom a bit you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um, which is great that's great money for the economy and all that and um, hopefully maybe subconsciously somewhere along the line you kind of hope for that if the law in the country is that we are equal maybe the homophobes are the people that are you know, don't really agree with it, will slowly but surely go, well, it's okay in the lies of the law. We've been told by the law of the land that it's fine. Maybe somewhere subliminally that'll sink in with some people and definitely great for future generations you know, coming up and never feeling like they're having to second guess their love or second guess their human right to be loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. That- well, hopefully, you know, the way it's come through, even though I suppose down here, it was a bit of a vote and it was a lot you know, mm. more nervous and tense, but it still started that conversation amongst people, amongst families, amongst friends that, you know, maybe hadn't been happened before. So hopefully now that it's kind of come through, that conversation will be had more and hopefully there'll just be a more openness towards it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's one of those things, you know, 
I think it's how you kind of do need people to be out and proud and gay and even in the smaller places, you know, further north. Belfast is its own bubble in a way sometimes, I feel, in Northern Ireland. You know, you know, a thriving city, you can be gay and you can live your life and people tend to not really bat an eyelid. But then when you... I done um, Lauren Pride early on in the year there um, and that's right up on the north coast and, you know, I think there is a lot of sort of... The people, you know, it's not ex- accepted within the communities a lot in the places. Yeah. So hopefully that, you know, p- gay people get married and, you know, that we start to feel a bit more comfortable in our skin. And um, I don't know, like, I, th- I definitely think it's something to do with the future generations, knowing that they are accepted and they're equal and they're proud. And, you know, that subliminally sends it's a message for the future. And was it weird seeing that topics that are brought up on a, on a you know, UK, if not worldwide show like Drag Race UK? Um, no, I think for me, it wasn't weird. Um, it was just the timing couldn't have been any more appropriate, you know, for the... I know, right? And for the wake, it was just sort of, sort of um, very serendipitous. Uh, that was good. Um, obviously, I know Blue from the scene up here and stuff, and I know her, she's, her and her partner are re- really dote on each other and they love each other. All, you know, you can see that, you know, in her reposts and all that sort of stuff. But um, so being on a reality TV program, we're going to go into those topics. And so I kind of subconsciously thought maybe that it would probably come up somewhere along the lines you know i kind of always got the impression that sort of those bbc shows would be quite impartial with regards to naming political parties and stuff like that so i was kind of interesting i was kind of interested to see that even though blue presented the facts in quite an impartial way she was still kind of calling out the dup and I was kind of interested that Drag Race decided to take that stand. Well, the drag's always been political anyway, so I don't think that mm. they really care. I think, you know, I, I think they would rather have the conversation and it get, you know, edited out or whatever way those protocols are within the BBC. But I never really understood that anyway. Why? Because the news is always given you versions of these stories. So why can't people have real versions of the of their stories being told. You know what I mean? For yeah. Blue, that is her reality. Why she she is in every right and entitlement to say, this is how I, I am experiencing it. Everybody else gets to say, so why can't the people that are affected by it most have that not have their say? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I was, I was happy to see that she got to say it, but I was kind of just surprised that she was let's say it i was always worried that some sort of big boss would be like oh we can't you know especially because of dup's position at brexit and blah 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 at the moment so yeah it was good to see yeah i think it was really sweet the other queens talking about it and go you know i think it was davina de campo was like it's 2019 like what the actual you know what i mean is going on you know um and i think it was kind of you know nice to see that the queens over in land uk going well how, how is that even possible like the reality of it is we should have got it with everyone else it just didn't get happen because of dodgy politics and- yeah 100 so how have you been finding blues performance on drag race uk so far great really really good our um our snatch game was uh <laughs> topical uh <laughs> um, her runways are obviously off the scale that last 
like mm-hmm. I, I've you know we've seen her Instagram we know how good she is with the makeup yeah. and and it wasn't kind of until this week that I saw that that eye and I was like yes this is what I kind of have been expecting from you makeup wise and it was just so good yeah her makeup skills are incredible and I think what happens whenever because she'd done that eye a long time ago on her Insta well I remember I had seen and she had done one where like she had an eye for a mouth as well yeah. and she had sort of three eyes and stuff like that yeah she it? plays around with all the different portions and stuff but um, I had seen that and I thought it was clever to then develop that idea and concept forward and bring it to, to the, the drag race runway um, her outfit and everything was beautiful like this sort of sheer with the fleshy tone and the vein yeah. and blood and all that so gorgeous so gorgeous um mm. our runways have been you know incredible um the thing about it is please only doing drag i think three or four years so to be on yeah. a massive platform like that in such a young stage of a career it's incredible and to, and to be like ho- staying afloat as well among yeah. some fierce queens okay you know like it doesn't look like she's in pole position to win at the moment but like she surely doesn't look like she's leaving anytime soon no again it depends on the challenges you know i love watching drag race but i do think um the challenges are leaning towards you know they obviously will do an all-round sort of spectrum of challenges, but in different yeah. seasons, you know, it is sometimes more fashion-based or it is sometimes more acting-based or, you know what I mean, or comedy-based. Mm. And that kind of eliminates or lends itself to potential winners, if you know what I mean. But then you can be surprised, like after Downton Draggy, you'd think Blue might have been in a bit of trouble with Snatch Game and then she pulls it out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's been the sassiest, shittiest sort of one out of them all. I think. I know. The, the thing with Blue is he looks too cute, and then he he always catches you off guard because you're like, "Did that bitch just come for me?" Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you'd like like butter would melt, as my ma would say, and then the next thing is he gets a stinger, and you know. And no shame of reading RuPaul as well for the gowns. Oh, the bravery! I don't know whether Ru even picked up on it. It looked like Ru didn't clock it or something and then it was like did she really just do that you know what I mean and then I was wondering because well so it was what episode three uh, blue reads rue for the gowns and then next week rue looks the best ever in like a, in a jumpsuit and a cat suit oh yeah i mean i love and watch i love rue anyway i'm loving watching her sort of style develop in a new kind of uk way you know what i mean i think rue prefers British fashion he seems to have a conversation about it and enjoys it and you know what I mean so but that's what lots of people have been saying that Rue looks like he's actually enjoying himself again which is really refreshing I, I think just the injection of a new culture and a new new material to get his sort of teeth into and you know no, no that all right got nothing and he's picking up all these lingos and all that <laughs> sort of stuff so um I think it'll be even more interesting because there's so many other like places around the UK that can be brought in and have their own sort of style and culture and accents to sort of have fun with, you know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see how it grows. Mm, Um, This season's been, I think, a really good opener because it's got, like, Baga, who's just, to me, like, very British drag, you know what I mean? Very, like, London pub drag, you know what I mean? Um, and then the Vivian's just a talent in her own right as well. Like she just obviously can do it all. 
you know what I mean? And Cheryl's kind of bringing the more American tongue pop yeah. side of it as well. And her, I've liked Cheryl Flex. They've been, she's been getting a bit of a tough time, but I think they're just kind of, they're, I think she has a nice style aesthetic is what I'm saying is nice. Sometimes it's been a bit hit or miss, but I always like, she seems to have an idea of what she's about, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, I suppose on the topic there of a different types of drag across the UK, is there a particular characteristic to the drag in Belfast? Obviously, drag can be whatever you want it to be to whoever you are, but is there kind of like a running theme? Um, no, there's not really. Actually, there's a lot of variety in Belfast. Well, I think so anyway. Um, I think a lot of it is about personality up here. You know, you kind of have mm. to, you know, be able to have the crack with people and be bubbly, be engaging, you know, even when you're performing, it's kind of about sort of selling your charisma and stuff you know, when you're performing. Um, but as far as some of the queens of the older ones, I mean, like that have been around, like myself, I've been doing it 20 years. Um, there's Tina, Teddy, Glitzy, Porsche, you know, they're all... V- have very different types of characters. Porsche's like Lady Porsche, all that sort of glam. And then you have Teddy, who's the big cracker yeah. heels and, you know, controversial activism and all that sort of stuff. Um, a, a potty mouth. And then you have Tina, who's kind of that Millie drag. But Millie's like, um, you know, the working class kind of mum kind of vibe, you know, or girl kind of vibe it's that kind of thing and then you have glitzy who sings and loves all the old gowns and sings live and all that sort of stuff and then my sort of drag is a bit of everything i like to try and explore different types of it i like comedy i like singing live i like lip sync mixes you know what i mean and different style aesthetics so i think there's all different Ferrari, you know, you have then there's a new generation that have been doing it now 10 years as well, like Rusty, Roxy, all those girls that are, um, have their own aesthetic going on as well. But I think generally through it all, it is about personality. And I presume it's fair to say that Belfast are very much behind Blue for the crown. Oh, absolutely. Are there viewing parties? Um, there are Maverick. Well, Blue is based in Maverick, so there's they're doing viewing parties every Thursday over there. I think Blue's there for some of them as well. So I think that's interesting that she's kind of watching it with people, getting their reaction. You know what I mean? Because that's a regular yeah. bar and stuff. Um, so but generally everybody everybody's in great support of her you know i think it's like seeing representation of your hometown i think for a lot of the queens and stuff it's like that's achievable you know what i mean like it makes it like a closer reality to think oh i could actually be on drag race you know what i mean so do you think 2020 you know drag race uk season two we'll see a lot more belfast queens apply I would, I would like to hope so. Um, I might even apply myself, we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, I, th- I didn't apply the first season because I wanted to sort of check it out and see what its vibe was going to be. But then once I've seen it, I was like, yeah, I think I would give it a go. And the only thing you can do is apply, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think a lot of people ha- were taking that standpoint. I know like Victoria's Secret down here was doing the same, the same thing. And I, I was yeah. chatting to Danny Beard as well. And that seemed to be kind of what he was doing too. Yeah. So I think season two is going to be so fierce. There's so many queens that um, 
a lot of the Manchester Queens didn't apply either because they were already doing the drag SOS thing. For me. Um, so there's a full squad of them. You know, I, I just imagine the ones that haven't applied that will apply if, if they do. There would be an, an amazing lineup. Like there's still a lot of talent, unseen talent out there that could do really well on it. Yeah, I feel like they're going to have to have like semi-finals, like pre-auditions and pre-competitions and everything because there's just so much to get around. Yeah, well, it just depends how long they're ready to commit to it. You know, is it going to be another ten seasons or is it going to be five and or what is that? What is that? Um, I think it will probably ha- the goal is probably to try and get it on a main network you know like a right off iPlayer and on to like yeah BBC One or something like that so I think with the thing as well is now the sponsorship stuff and there's no big brands getting in behind it because the re the rebadges there's still that element of what you know what people have missed or and it's an it's the good thing about drag race is that it's allowed other industries like costume and wigs and gloves and all that sort of stuff to grow and supply and you've you know this week you one of the mini challenge a certificate to such and such gowns or whatever all of that booming industry is great for the lgbt plus community you know what i mean well um hopefully we will see you enter the workroom in season two. Oh, you never know you never know, you never know. the big naughty <laughs> girls <laughs> <laughs> well sure look best look thank you again for chatting to me and uh, I'll keep in touch good luck with everything it was lovely chatting to you so yes short and sweet this week I'll be back tomorrow with Breed Brown and Fluna Jones from the hip podcast Bandwagons we'll be forming our little girl group and we'll be judging the queens forming their little girl groups and there will be a lot of tea and analysis as always make sure you tune in follow us on instagram sissy that pod see you tomorrow bye